good morning. Welcome to your weekly, the new PL to the point. Thank you once again for taking the time to join us. For those who are new to the show, the new PL to the point is a weekly podcast series which has been designed especially for the busy executive, entrepreneur, and business owner. It's a 10-minute snapshot of our weekly The New PL podcast interview, where we break down the key elements of the interview, then offer an opinion as to why they're important for all of us and what they can mean for us and our businesses. On this week's The New PL podcast, I spoke to former professional football manager turned high-performance business coach, Tony Wormsley, founder of the Leaders Advisory. This was a hugely wide-ranging conversation and, and very difficult to sum up in 10 minutes. I guess that's why the original is 50 minutes. So what I've done today is just taken a bit of a snapshot of a few of the key points raised for today's The New PL to the Point. If you want to hear more, then clearly go to the original podcast. We started by exploring with Tony what high performance really looked like in business and what the transfer of skill sets and methodologies from the sports world could be and what they look like when translated into a business context. One of the clear distinctions that Tony drew early on was that while a sports person's performance is generally scrutinized, let's say, for argument's sake, once a week on a Saturday afternoon, if we look at football or rugby, a leader's or a business leader's scrutiny is rather more consistent and constant. It's every day, it's all of the time, or at least most of the time, every day, five days a week. And there are multiple stakeholders scrutinizing that leadership, from those on the board, to customers, to employees, to senior management teams, communities, and in many cases, even regulators. They're all demanding more of leaders, more of the time. And this puts tremendous pressures on leaders, regardless of the size of the company. And to effectively manage the scrutiny and the pressure that invariably filters out from it, leaders need to develop a deep sense of self-awareness to understand what they can manage, where their skill set lies, and what they need in terms of help and support from their peers and other in their business ecosystems. And in one of the favorite lines from the podcast interview we had with Tony earlier in the week, he suggested that the keys to the kingdom when it comes to leadership ultimately rely on an individual's ability to adapt under pressure and to move towards fully taking hold of the responsibility bestowed upon them by their position to get the best both out of them and their team so they can respond effectively to the scrutiny and the challenges that the business faces at any given point in time. We also touched on the importance of vulnerability in the leader. This is a, a really interesting area and one I'm keen to explore in a little more detail over the coming months of the show as well. Vulnerability and what it delivers to a leader when they are showing it is worthy of much more of a discussion as it's a very, very complex area, I think. And it's complex because what constitutes vulnerability in a positive manner is very subjective and often in the eyes of the beholder. So one recipient sees vulnerability in a leader as a show of strength, while another may see it as a weakness. So there's a real question around how a leader determines the right level of vulnerability. And if that level of vulnerability goes against their natural character, then it may also be perceived as inauthentic, which may only serve to detract from rather than add to the type of leader they are working hard to become and the type of leadership qualities they are trying or wishing to convey. 
So this again all comes back to an honest and authentic self-awareness and also a genuine desire to build awareness and understanding of those you as a leader come into contact with. The more you understand your audiences, the more you're able to empathize with them and get under the skin of what makes them tick and what they need and what they desire and what their frustrations and fears and inspirations are, then the more you are able to demonstrate a level of authentic vulnerability that they will respect and understand. Tony and I also discussed the widely held belief at the moment that brands need to do more than just produce goods, sell goods or services and pay taxes. More and more consumers and other stakeholder groups are demanding that brands stand up and speak out on social, environmental and other issues that affect the communities the brands serve directly as well as wider society. But again, in a hyper-transparent world, driven largely but not exclusively by social media, this means that a brand's words or the vocalising of commitment to it with little follow-up or action is no longer enough. The dialogue has to be followed by the demonstration, the evidence of their commitment, their action. And Tony suggested that this is a field that needs to be carefully considered and navigated by brands to ensure that they have both the credibility to back what they are saying, but also to ensure it's not just virtue signaling. It's something that they've chosen to speak out on that is in alignment with their brand's purpose and their values in the first place. A brand's purpose, its intention and its action in this regard all need to be in complete alignment to ensure, and here's that word again, to ensure that authenticity has the opportunity to breathe and is respected and understood by those they are speaking to. So finally, we discussed what high performance actually looks like in a business. What defines it? And the traditional definition, perhaps, of what high performance might be, that is business growth and more sales, is too one-dimensional. It's too one-dimensional in its understanding of what it is, and it's also actually an outcome. Business growth and more sales are an outcome of high performance. It's not a core component of what drives it. So the simple answer is, in terms of what is high performance in a business, is that high performance can only be achieved when the principles that define it, those of trust, empowerment, appreciation, collaboration, consistency, recognition, compassion, all of these are built into the very heart of a company's culture. If you fail to have these at the heart, then you fail to have the potential for your company to perform at the highest level. And in turn, a great culture in a business with all of those aspects, all of those principles we've just discussed, can only be true if each individual within that business has a genuine opportunity to shine, to shine in their role, to shine as a person, and to shine to the highest extent of their ability. And that's an ability which is in most cases not just confined to their role. So that's the challenge for all leaders, to look across our businesses and within ourselves with genuine self-awareness, to take the time to understand and empathize with the need of all stakeholders, and then to deliver with courage, authenticity, and a positive vulnerability. And this all needs to be wrapped within a culture that lies at the heart of the business, where every individual has a chance to excel. So to steal part of Tony's earlier phrase that I love so much, these are the true keys to the kingdom of high performance. So I wanna leave you with those words on a great Friday. I'm Paul, host of the new PL to the Point and host of the new PL podcast. If you'd like to discuss any of the points raised today in more detail, 
or check out the work we do as the new PL Brand Purpose Institute on creativity, innovation, and leadership, then just go to principlesandleadership.com. Thank you once again for listening, and I wish you a good day.